Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hartcastle. Other things going on. I'm not going to touch base on it. You see what it is. Vacation Bible School is coming up uh, in just three weeks away. Actually, two weeks. Two weeks away. And uh, we are going to have a volunteers meeting right after today's service right here in the center section. If you didn't get a chance to sign up and you're able to help, we're still always looking for more great volunteers to come and join us. So just uh, stay afterwards today and we'll get your name and we'll make sure that we get you plugged in someplace. But Vacation Bible School, if you haven't registered your kids, this is very important. Everyone who is who, who you're bringing your kids to be a part of any part of Vacation Bible School, go to CrossYouKiakuk.com, register your kids because that's how we get our attendance, and it'll save you time if you pre-register. You don't have to wait at the long table line registration that night. You just bring your kids in, they get their colors, and they come right in. So it's a little bit smoother transition for you. So um, get your kids signed up online so they can be a part of Vacation Bible Experience this year. Okay. All right. So. We're in this series called Know God, where we're taking a, a, a break from our short little series, and we're going to do a little longer one. We're going to learn about who God is. Uh, the fact is, God knows everything about us, right? We learned that last week. God is, God is an omniscient God. That means all-knowing God. God knows everything about us, but it's surprising how little we really know about God. We know that God's big and God's powerful and all this stuff, but what do we really know about who God is and what God wants to do in our lives. Like I said, last week, if you weren't here, we started talking about the attribute of a big theological term that I'm going to break down for you. It's called omniscient. Everybody say omniscient. Just throw that in any kind of, uh, of communication anytime, like around the dinner table. You know, just throw it out there and they will say, wow, he's been studying his thesaurus or something like that. You know, omniscient. What does it mean? Omniscient is all-knowing. He knows all from the history of history time to the end of time. He's an all-knowing God. He knows everything about us. He knows everything about creation. He's an all-knowing God. Okay, that was a one, the first attribute we learned about last week. Today, uh, we're going to learn a different attribute. Uh, first, I want to start off just kind of by, uh, by a question. Uh, the question is, um, where is God? Okay. You guys already gave the answer. Oh, I don't have to preach. Let's go on. We're done. Let's get out of here. I don't need to talk today. Uh, he, you guys say he's everywhere. Well, there's a story about uh, two young boys who went to this church, and they were kind of mischievous boys. Uh, they were always getting themselves in trouble, and they were always being up to different shenanigans and things like that. And uh, one Sunday, one of the boys was not feeling well, and so he, he, uh, he didn't make it to church, but his buddy went to church anyway. So as the service is winding out to the end, uh, that little boy that went to church, he, he ran through the church sanctuary just as he did. He felt this big hand on the back of his neck pulling him back. It was the pastor. And the pastor said, son, I need to ask you a question. Where is God? And the little boy sat there and he looked up and 
He's in the, and the pastor said, I want you to think about where is God. You go home this week, you think about where is God, and you come back and tell me next week. The little boy was so, so, so scared and terrified. So he, he leaves and he goes, he runs home and he, he goes straight to his phone. He calls his buddy up and he says, Billy, you won't believe it. You won't believe it, man. It, it's happened. The pastor has lost God and they're trying to put the wraps on us. <laughs> the fact is, where is God? When I ask that question, where is God? We think of God in being of local or a location. So we may think of God as being in heaven. That, tell him that's for that one there. <laughs> as in, I got some pictures to show you. We might think of God as being in heaven. Or we think of God may be in, in the church. Or we may think of God as, as being in our hearts. He's in our hearts. That's where God lives in our hearts. Uh, sometimes we, we have God and we acknowledge God as maybe being there in our sleep. Uh, he's there in our, uh, maybe in our homes, in our houses where we live. Uh, God is maybe in different places. Uh, God is with us maybe when we're, when we're laughing. Or God is with us when we're scared. Some of those scary moments that we have in life, uh, they could be you're scared of your boss, maybe. Well, maybe not him necessarily, but something like him. Maybe you're scared of your boss or maybe you're scared of other things like maybe this one, this this particular individual, the cat lady. Scared of different things. God's with us in those times. But God is with us in the smallest of microbial cells. God is with us to the vast spans of the universe. And God is even with us in what they just discovered at the beginning of May at this place right here. That's the first ever picture of a black hole. God is even there. In fact, God created that. From the very farthest stretches, the farthest reaches of the universes that we know, God is there. Last week I talked with you about that God is omniscient. He knows everything. Today I want to talk with you about His omnipresence, or He's omnipresent. He is everywhere at all times. He proceeds, He breaks through time. And space. Here's what the Bible says. If you would stand to your feet with me this morning, Psalm 139, verse 7. David writes this amazing story about who God is, and he talks about, he says, This, where can I go to escape from you? Talking to God. Where could I get away from your presence? David is probing and asking, How can I run from you? He says, If I went to the heavens, you would be there. If I lay down in the, the world of the dead or in the depths of the earth, he said, you will be there as well. If I flew away beyond the east at, at, or lived in the farthest place of the west, what? You would be there to lead me. You would be there to what? To what? Say it with me. To help me. Father, help us today to learn about your presence no matter where we go, no matter what we do, no matter how far out we are, or God, how we think we may have ran from you, you are always there. This amazing uh, thing called omnipresence, God, we don't get it. 
But God, you do, and therefore we must acknowledge you are everywhere with us. Speak to our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Jeremiah said it this way. says, I am the God. I am a God who is everywhere and not in one place. I am the God who is everywhere, not in one place. No one can hide where I cannot see them. Do you not know that I am what? I am everywhere in the heaven and on the earth. God is everywhere. He breaks the 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 barriers of time. Today, as we sit here, God's presence is here with us now. But God's presence is not only here with us, but God's presence is with the church down the street. He's with the churches down in St. Louis. He's with the people over on the dark side of the planet right now that are in their sleep. God is there. Wherever people are, God's presence is there. Wherever people are moving and needing him, God's presence is there. It's the omnipresence of God, the universal understanding that God covers it all. The implication is if God is everywhere, that means nothing can be hidden. It means that God's presence is everywhere. When we experience loneliness, when we have worry, when we have uh, temptation, when we have discouragement, God's presence is there to help us, to guide us and direct us. So I have uh, four thoughts I want to give you today about when God's presence, when we can acknowledge God's presence. Because I'll tell it to you like this. Inside this room right now, there are radio and TV waves that are actually permeating the, the air around us. Everything that from, from every radio station that you ever listen to, to every TV station and broadcast, from every satellite station that you watch or that you're a part of, that is right now, it's all in this room. Now, the question is, how come I can't just close my eyes and wiggle my fingers and tune in to a certain radio frequency? Well... The reason is, is because I was not created to pick up on radio and TV. No, there was a different creation that was made in the area of radios and TVs and such. They were specifically designed to be able to find the radio ways or the TV ways and bring them in and form words or form a picture. The creation dictates what they're supposed to tune into. In the same way that a radio is figured to pick up radio waves and a TV for TV waves, satellite dish for satellite waves, we were created to pick up God's presence. A radio cannot feel God's presence. A TV cannot feel God's presence. But we, his creation, we were created to tune in to the creator, and to experience his presence. Why don't we, though? So many times in life, why don't we? I think it's because sometimes in life we do have this thing where we forget that God is everywhere. We think of God in a church. We think of God with that person. We think God in that location. See, because we are, we are finite. That means we have limited 
age and time continuum. But God is infinite. That means he lives beyond our time. We cannot fathom the idea of being everywhere at all times. Some of you, I know, try to be everywhere at all times. You know who you are. You try to be everywhere at all times. Try to make everybody happy. Try to go here and do it. You try it, but you cannot do it. You, you can't successfully. None of us successfully ever really uh, can ever com- complete the everywhere at all times. But God can. So I want to give you four thoughts today about what we can do to experience God's presence at different seasons of our life. So this is number one. When we're lonely, when we're lonely, God is my companion. God is my companion when I'm lonely. Psalm 25, verse 16, it says, turn to me, Lord, and be merciful because I am lonely. Now, it's interesting to me that if I took a show of hands in this place and I said, how many of you guys in here ever experienced loneliness? I believe that just about every hand in the house would go up because every single one of us at some point in our life, we're going to experience loneliness. And it, it, I think it's even more interesting that there are more people on this planet than ever in the history of time. And yet people can be in the middle, especially even in a room like this. People can be sitting in the middle of a room, can have hundreds of people around them, and yet they still feel lonely. See, loneliness is, is something that from the very beginning of time, the human, uh, the human body, the human mind understood from the beginning of time. God understood from the beginning of time. What happened in the creation story with Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve were created. Well, let's say this. First off, all creation was created. The heavens, the earth, the sky, the mountains, the trees, the, all, the, uh, all the oceans were all created. All the animals were created. Uh, everything that was created after it was created, what did God say? God said, it is good. Every single thing God created, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. That means it pleased God. And it pleased the creation that he made. And then he created Adam. He shaped Adam. He created Adam. He breathed life into Adam. But what did he say after Adam was created? He says in the Genesis, he says, it is not good. Why was it not good? Did God make a mistake? Did God do something in, in, in his omniscience, his all-knowing? Did he mess something up? No. What did he say? It is not good For man to be alone, lonely. It's not good. So I will create, God says, I will create a helpmate for him and for her that they will find a place of contentment and not a place of loneliness. So throughout the creation story, we see that God made an intentional investment to, to have us to not be lonely. So why do we experience loneliness? Well, loneliness comes in many different shapes and many different varieties. Some of you here today, maybe you're lonely today because there's a death of a loved one in your life. Someone that you had a relationship with and now they're gone. Maybe today 
you're lonely because maybe your job takes you out away from the family for weeks at a time. And so you feel a sense of emptiness. Maybe you're lonely today because you've had a job change or you've had a school change or you have had a you've moved into a different neighborhood. Uh, Maybe today you're lonely because you're getting older. And as you get older, you start to realize that many of your friends are not with you any longer. Some today, your husband is lonely because uh, possibly he did something and betrayed his wife, and uh, that relationship has been has been has been tainted, tarnished. Maybe today, a wife is lonely because she doesn't feel heard by her husband. Loneliness comes in many shapes, in many sizes, in many varieties. But see. When we understand that God is a God who wants to come and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to just bring people in our lives to take away the loneliness. He wants to be the companion to take away our loneliness. We'll realize and we'll tune in to God's presence and we'll understand that God cares about my loneliness. God said in in Hebrews chapter 13, verse five, he says, I will never leave you nor will I ever forsake you. Never, ever, ever will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. Jesus and his friends that he had when he went to the cross and they all dispersed and went the opposite way. Jesus arose on the third day and Jesus says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll always be there. Why? Because God is always with us. Jesus is always with us. You remember the first day of school? I know it goes back maybe for you one or two years, but for others of you, maybe a little longer than that. Remember the first day of school? What would you want? You wanted mommy and daddy to go with you to your first day of school. Why? You didn't want to be alone because it's a little scary when you're out there all by yourself. I'm here to encourage you today. You'll never be alone because God's presence is always with you. So I have some benefits I want to give you. Each one of these points, there's a benefit to this. Okay? So here's the fact. The fact is that, that when I'm lonely, God is my companion. The benefit is this. What it does in my life, it cheers me up. It brings a sense of, of happiness and a sense of intrinsic joy inside of me that I'm never alone because God's presence is always with me. So when I'm lonely, God's presence cheers me up. Second thought is this. When I'm worried, God is my confidence. God is my confidence. Uh, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 2 and 3 says, When you go through deep waters and great troubles, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. What's he saying here? He's saying, wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever the struggle is, whatever the heartache is, whatever the pain is, when you're worried about something, when you're overwhelmed with something, when you're consumed with something, God will become your confidence. He'll become your strong tower. He'll become the one that you can run to and find strength. The story I think of is the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You probably have heard the story, but uh, if you ever had kids and they were on VeggieTales, what was it? Rack, Shack, and Benny. Right. Rakshak and Benny were were three Hebrew children that would not worship the king, would not bow down and worship. So what happened? They were thrown in the fire. But what happened in the fire? There was not three, but there were four. And one of them looked like the son of God. It states to us once again, when we are worried, God is our confidence. God is our strength. No matter what we face, he is our confidence. Moses, a man that was a great, powerful man of God. But yet Moses was insecure. 
Moses had insecurities dripping in his life. He felt insecure about who he was as a man. He felt insecure about what he was, God was calling him to do. He felt insecure about how to talk to the most powerful person on the earth at that time, the Pharaoh. He was, he was insecure about how he looked. He was insecure about how he acted. He had him, he was a man who was very insecure. And God says, I'm going to use you to deliver millions of people from Egypt. And Moses said, no, no, not me. I can't, I can't even talk. I can't even talk. And you want me to go talk to, he'll kill me. Because if I say one wrong word, he can strike me dead right there in the palace. I'm not doing it. I'm out. Moses said, But God said this to Moses, listen, you're not going. I am. In fact, when you go and they ask you who sends you, you say, I am. I am. That's it. Who is I am? He's I am. I am the I am. What? This is what God was saying. I will be your confidence. I will be the one who speaks on your behalf. I will be the one to do the miracles. Psalm 16, verse 8 and 9, it says, I, will, I am always aware of the Lord's presence. He is near and nothing can shake me. Nothing can shake me. I am completely secure in what, who God is in my life. That means I can handle anything. That means I can do anything. That means I can go anywhere. That means I can speak on behalf of God. He is my confidence. And what is the benefit? What is the benefit to you? Well, number one, if when I'm lonely, he is my, he is my companion and therefore it, it cheer, benefit, it cheers me up. The second thing is this, uh, when I am worried, he gives me confidence. And what does that do? That calms me down. How many of you ever get a little worked up about high stressful situations? Just raise your hand up. I know there's got to be more than that. We get worked up of high stress situations. Well, if we just ask God's presence, he'll calm us down. The third thing is this. When I'm tempted, God is my counselor. God is my counselor. That means he is there to give advice. He is there to help navigate. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. It says, and God is what? God is, say it with me, God is, say it one more time, God is, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He will always provide a way out. God says here, he says, guess what? Temptation is going to come your way. Temptation is going to face you every single day. And you're not unique to the temptation that comes your way. There is no temptation that comes to you that all of a sudden God's up there in heaven. And he goes, oh, my gosh, I never seen this one. This is brand new temptation. God's not caught unaware. God's not caught by surprise. God knows the temptation that you and I face as human beings. He understands. So the first fact is he uh, he knows that we're going to be tempted. He understands that temptation is common. But the second promise is this. The promise is that he will not let us be tempted beyond what we can overcome, that we can overcome the temptation, no matter how great it is. 
Friends are at the party. They're all rolling back and popping back the cold brews. And you're having a good time without them. And they're like, come on, just a drink, just one drink. It won't hurt you. It won't kill you. Will it? No, it won't hurt you and it won't kill you. But no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And all you got to do is trust God that he will provide a way out. Story of my life is that exact that exact thing happened to me at a party one time whenever I was in high school and they were all drinking and I was I was not a I was not a drinker and never I, I just never have really enjoyed it. Just that's who I am. Don't care for the taste of alcohol. I was the I was the you know how they're BYOB. I was the BYODP. Bring your own diet Pepsi. That was me. And I would take my 12-pack of Diet Pepsi, and I'd have it up on my shoulder. Total, I know what you guys are saying, what a goober. That's right, I was a goober. But I was, I was in with a cool crowd, that's all right. And so they were all drinking, I never forget. One night, they were really pushing me and pressuring me. And this scripture I had recited many, many times throughout my uh, early adolescence and throughout my high school years. And uh, I'll never forget, I was really being tempted. I was like, man, you know, just one time won't hurt anything. No big deal, no big deal. Until... The phone rang, and it was my daddy. And I said, shh, hello? Oh, yeah, yeah, just waking up. What's going on? And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, no, no, And I made it, the minute, they, the minute I got off the phone, I said, all right, everybody out. We're done. Go, go, go. I'm out. We're done. God, no temptation to seize you, but it was common to man, and God will provide a way. To, I knew that was God providing a supernatural way out for me to continue to walk. With him. God's presence cheers me up. God's presence calms me down. And this is the benefit number three is this. God's presence, when I'm tempted, uh, he is my counselor and he, his presence helps me out. He's there to help. He's there to guide. He's there to navigate. He's there to encourage you. When you don't know what to do, when you don't know what to say, when you don't know where to go, God's presence is there to help you out. Job chapter 13, verse 27 says, you, God, keep close watch on all my paths. Hmm. He's there to help you out when you're emotional. God's presence is there to counsel you and help you out. Psalm 139, verse 11, it says, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light and the night becomes night around me. It says, even the darkness will not be dark to you. Hmm. For the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. What's he saying here? God has night vision goggles on. He can see in the darkest of places. And he can come to you through the greatest of circumstances. God is not limited by darkness. He's not limited by anything that tries to conceal him. Why? Because his presence is there to help you out. You ever notice that we're always a little bit better behaved when someone's watching? You ever notice that? We're just... We're just a little bit better people when people are watching, right? I know this is true. I, I, I know this is true. I know that uh, even myself, I, I, I tend to eat better if people are watching me. You know, like if I go to uh, Golden Corral or the buffet, 
buffet. And uh, I'm, on, I'm in the buffet line. I see this chocolate cake. Mm, looks so good. And I'm going, I'm going to get, since it's all you can eat, baby, I'm going to eat all I can, right? And I'm going to go get a big slab of that chocolate cake. And I go over and I take the knife and I go to cut that chocolate cake. And then I see, you know, like this thin person getting fruit and not even dipping it in the chocolate fountain. You know what it does to me? I go, I feel kind of like a piggy. You know? Oh, yeah, I want fruit, too. <laughs> I was just playing with a knife. I was just joking about the knife. I didn't take nasty cake. And then just before I leave, I take about five, ten cookies and stuff in my pocket. <laughs> they won't see me in the car. I know that uh, growing up, my parents traveling and singing, uh, I... I was a perfect angel growing up. I mean, I did everything perfectly, but my parents didn't think so for some reason. Um, and I remember uh, we had as, as kids, whenever my parents were on the platform and they were singing, we had to sit, you know, like on the front pews where we're at. We had to do the front pews. And, you know, they were like an hour long singing of songs that I've heard a thousand times, you know, and. I'm just like, and we didn't have iPads. We didn't have none of this electronic device. I mean, you kids got it easy. I mean, they didn't, we didn't have none. We'd sit there, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And just look, and you couldn't fall asleep. There was no sleeping. Unless you were on the back row, back pew, you could sleep on the back pew. But on the front people, you had to stay awake, right? So I'll never forget my mom. It was never said, this is how it was done, but this is how it was done. My mom would go, <clears throat> And I knew if mama cleared her throat, I better check whatever I was doing and stop doing it right now. You know, now, if she ever went through, <clears throat> I was dead after church. I was dead. It was gone. I was I was in trouble. You know, the snap and the finger one is, is just definitely done. But I, we all tend to act better when we're being watched. Well, just understand this. We're always being watched. God's presence is everywhere. It cheers us up. It calms us down. It helps us out. And number four, when I'm discouraged, I like this last point. When I get discouraged, God is my comforter. Psalm one, Psalm 34 verse 18 says of this, the Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all hope. Some of you may be here today and Maybe you're going through discouraging times. Maybe it's a job situation or a financial uh, crunch you're under. Maybe it's you thought you had your kids raised, and then they do something boneheaded, and it just crushes your heart. Maybe today you're here, and you're discouraged because maybe your marriage isn't quite where you hoped it would be, or Maybe you're in your, your journey of growing up in adulthood. You're not where you thought you were going to be. You're not where quite you wanted to be, and you kind of get discouraged. And I would ask the question today, where is God when I hurt? Where is God when I'm discouraged? Where is God whenever I feel uh, I have feelings of insecurity? Where is God whenever I feel like I haven't risen to the occasion? And I just want to tell you this. God feels your pain. God knows the struggle you're going through. God sees you right where you're at. Some people's response to discouragement is to give up, throw in the towel, walk away, quit. Some people's discouragement is when the roof caves in is to pick up and move to a different house. 
I'm here to tell you, when the roof caves in, when the marriage falls apart, when kids crush your heart, he's the God of discouraged today. He's a God who sees the pain you're going through. He understands the worry you feel. He understands the loneliness you're having. He understands the direction maybe you need. But most importantly, when you're discouraged today, he's a God and his presence is always there. Here's how I know that. John chapter 14, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. He's getting ready to give his life for all of mankind. He's getting ready to die one of the most brutal deaths in history. He's getting ready to be to go through suffering and punishment. He has all these disciples, these 12 disciples, they're looking to him and they're like, you're the man and you're going to bring us through this. And Jesus says, well, boys, the end of my life is coming. I will suffer. I will go to the cross. I will suffer a brutal death. And here's what he says, though. He says, he says, but guys, listen. I want you to know I have to go. I have to leave. I have to go beyond this world. I have to leave because when I leave, God's spirit, John chapter 14, the Father will send a comforter and the comforter will never leave you. He is the holy presence of God. He is the one. Jesus says, listen, I can only be right here in Jerusalem with you right now. But when I leave, when I leave this planet, guess what? There's a presence. There's the holy presence of God that's coming and he'll be everywhere. So when you're lonely, you don't have to worry about it because God's presence is your companion. So whenever you go through times of discouragement, don't worry about it because God is your comforter. As a pastor, man, I see people at some of the most discouraging moments and places of their lives. I see them whenever they have just lost a loved one. I see them whenever they have, they are going through and maybe have lost a child. I have been beside people whenever they're journeying through the separation of a marriage. And I have, I have been with people whenever they have suffered job loss in those moments and times that, that you know as a, as a man, as a, just the DNA of a man, I want to try to fix it. And when I was young and whenever I was, I was naive, honestly, and very um, thought I was going to save the world, tried to do everything I could and it took God to teach me, no, point them to the real comforter. Point them to the one that really understands what they're going through because because Kevin you can't do anything but I am the presence and I will be with them through the hardest and the darkest of times Psalm 116 verse 8 through 11 says the Lord stopped my tears he kept me from defeat so I walk in the presence of the Lord I kept on believing even when I said I am completely crushed even when I, he, he did, had nothing left in him. He said, even when I was afraid and I said, no one can be trusted. Even when the Lord stopped my tears, he wiped them away and he encouraged me. 
Maybe you're defeated today. Maybe you're crushed. Maybe you feel a sense of brokenness today. I'm here to tell you, if you're discouraged, God is your comfort. And because of that, you know what it helps me do? Benefit. Here's the fourth benefit. The fourth benefit, it helps me to find strength to carry on. When I'm lonely, he's my companion. He cheers me up. When I'm worried, God gives me confidence and that calms me down. When I'm tempted, God gives me counsel that helps me out. And when I am discouraged, God gives me comfort and it strengthens me to carry on. No matter what you face in life, no matter what you discovered or what you faced this past week, no matter what discouragement you're at, His presence is here for you today. Bow your heads to me. Father God, help us today to recognize that you are the omnipresent God. You're the God who sees when we're down, when we're beaten down, when we're broken. You're the God who who is there when the words fly inside our marriage or whenever the words fly between us and our kids. You're the God who is there. And even though we may be discouraged and even though we may be lonely and we may have worries and we, God, may fight temptation all day, God, your presence is always forever with us. If I make my bed in the heights of the heaven, there you are. If I go to the depths of the earth, there you are also. Your presence is always with us, your comforter, your guider, your director, your love, all that we are. You are here. Your presence is so real. Thank you.
you're praying this morning, would you just bow your heads? There are those here today, I just, as I was preparing for this message, I just feel like there are those here today that maybe you're just going through a time where you feel lonely or you feel like you have some worries that are really overwhelming you and you don't know where else to turn. And maybe you're here today and you're just discouraged, just going through a place where you're just really fighting discouragement. Whatever it is you're facing today, I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. He is right here, but he's not here in this place. He's here with you personally. He sees the heartache you're going through. He understands the things that consume your mind and worry. He wants to guide you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to direct you. He wants to cheer you up. He wants to calm you down. He wants to help you out. And he wants to strengthen you to carry on. You're here this morning and maybe your marriage is struggling. Maybe you're just not clicking, not getting on the same page. Maybe you're here this morning and you have a loved one who just kind of has walked away from God. It's not walking with God and just kind of has turned their back. Or you're here today and there's a relationship that's in jeopardy and hurting. I don't know I don't know where you're at today. I know one who does. I know one who is with you. I know one today. His name is God. Jesus Christ Himself. He is here for you today. No matter what you're facing, His presence is for you right now. So with your head bowed today, just bow your head today. Today you say, I need His presence. I need to, to tune in. To tune in to Him. Acknowledge. Acknowledge my worry. Acknowledge my discouragement. God, I acknowledge it. Would you just right there with your head bowed, just say, God, you know I'm discouraged. You know I'm scared. You know I'm, I'm fearful even. I don't know what the future holds, but, but God, I just I have to trust You that You do. There are those of you today, you've got a decision you've got to make this, past, this coming up week. Uh, maybe a decision you made this past week and you don't know if it was the right decision. Just trust God and ask God to, to guide you, direct you, to be your counselor, to be with you through the presence you need Him. Whatever it is today, with your head bowed and eyes closed, just say, God, you are here with me. And I will rest not in my strength and not in who I know, but in who you are. In who you are and what you can do. Thank you, God. I know for me, probably the one of the greatest um, truths that I pulled from today's message that just kind of came to me this morning was that God's presence is not just with me, but God's presence goes with my kids and with my wife who are traveling today, that, my, that God's presence is with them no matter where they go. He has them. So I can't worry and I can't be anxious because I have to trust the one who has them in his hands. Let's see that again. I will rest in you. Uh
Thank you, God, that your presence is always with us. You are here. You are with us to guide us, direct us, comfort us. Be our companion. Be our counselor. Be everything we need in our lives. Thank you, God, for your spirit being here. Encourage each person. Let them know you're always with them. Your presence is always there, ready to help. Never leave us nor forsake us. In Jesus' name, everybody said. You have been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa, with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. We thank you for tuning in and would like to encourage you to worship with us if you're in our area. Our Sunday morning service is at 10 a.m., and we have other activities throughout the week for the entire family. For more information, go to crossviewfellowship.com. Thanks again for listening to a ministry of Crossview Church. Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.